Take Three Wrestling Podcast. It is Thursday night as we record this thing. It is February. I don't even know what day it is anymore. The tenth. Uh, we're here live. It's me. It's me. It's Mikey B. I am joined by one third of Take Three Wrestling. That is my colleague, Mr. Joe Lopez. Joe, scholar. He's here. Um, unfortunately for you guys at home, we are without the toolbox. Um, unfortunately, as, as he's seeing tool he's seeing his brothers i thought he was i thought he was hosting a nitro party tonight again uh, no if he was hosting a nitro party we would have been there I, no i thought we were going to check in with him um his on, on, the, on the 1-800 on the 1-800 one 909 yeah the, the 1-800 call, call, collect call to and call, call toll free the 1-800 collect uh party bus yeah, like, yeah, I, thought, yeah. I thought he was going to yeah, get yeah, we're, we're, we're going to pitch it to mark manson yes and exactly on the way to like miami or something exactly. uh we are actually joined tonight uh i was on their show a little while ago uh three count thursday zone one mr big jim jim how we doing I am doing great. I feel like I have too many like lights on behind me to be EJ. <laughs> so like, do I do I have to like turn these off and like? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Then I'm in like a like a holding cell somewhere. Like turn you this. Know, off. You know, there Jim. Is. is this better? All I'm saying is. Oh wait, I got Ernest, Ernest does have some big shoes to fill, and we all know what they say about men with big shoes. They have gross long toenails. Cut those things, Ernest. You're disgusting. <laughs> they, have, they wear big socks. Yeah, sometimes. I hear Ernest doesn't even wear socks. Oh, what a monster. I know. Disgusting. I hear he wears right. penny right. loafers with no socks in honor of Rick Martell, his favorite entrant of the 1992 Royal Rumble. Like, do I just do I just talk about Paul Orndorff and the Royal Rumble yes. 2020. Like, yes. like yes. Here's here's your pri- here's your point. Should I unplug my microphone uh, thirteen three times. times? At least three times. Uh, to to fill in for Ernest, you must talk about the feud of the year: Paul Orndorff versus Hulk Hogan. Yes. Your love for Macho Man Randy Savage. But how that storyline between Savage and Hogan was just yeah. a ripoff yes. of the Paul Orndorff and Hulk Hogan feud. Correct. Uh, you also have to talk about. Um, how much of a like uh, Michael Jackson fan you are at some point? You have to get a Michael Jackson reference in during the show. Yes. Uh, you also have to mention the fact that you're a Giants fan at some point. I, it's weird. And your wife is supposedly white, but I still have questions. <laughs> okay, look, I don't mean to der- derail us into like a sports discussion here. Buddy, we derailed your podcast for a well, second. That's true. We were talking about wombat shit for about forty minutes. Um, it's square. Oh God! Wombats. Coach of the coach NFL Coach of the Year voting. Bill Belichick one vote. Um, Rich Bisaccia is that the guy's yeah. from uh, yeah. from Vegas? He got yep. three. Lafleur in Green Bay got eight. Mike Vrabel, who won the award, got thirty six. Wait, pause, pa- pause for one second. Is is Jordy from Star Trek: The Next Generation the the coach of that one team, Green Bay? Matt Lafleur. Matt Lafleur. Is that is that if the Reading Rainbow guy? I had no idea that he was the coach of the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Zach Taylor got two votes. Yeah, you all deserve to have your votes taken away from you. You fuck. You, you have got to be fucking kidding me. I was supposed to win two games with a piss poor offensive Unreal. line. You're 48 minutes away from ho- potentially holding the Lombardi like, trophy. 
clowns. You, like, and yes, it's a it's it's a regular season award, but you they're still out of their fucking mind, man. Out of their fucking mind. I will say this: like, if if he was gonna lose it to somebody, I would have been okay if it was Basashia because of all of the absolute fucking shit storm he had to deal with in Vegas. Yeah, Pasachio was deserved to win. Absolutely. Absolutely. But Mike Vrabel winning it because Derrick Henry got hurt is the dumbest fucking thing in the world. Oh, yeah, it's a fucking joke. Anyway, back to... All right. Got some fun stuff lined up for you today. We're going to talk about... uh... That's my mic. When when Vegas takes odds on, like, the Super Bowl, is it the same amount of odds that they take on Alvin Kamara's amounts of kicks and punches on a defenseless man? No, 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 no. Do they also take bets on like what songs are going to be sung at the halftime show? Like, is there is there a spread on whether there's or not probably, about Dre is going to there's happen? There's probably a prop bet. There's probably somebody. Maybe yeah, not there's prop bets on the halftime show. There's got to nope. be a prop bet somewhere. Really? Those those sort of things have to be capped though, because like there's there's production notes and things that, that could be floating around that are floating around that somebody uh-huh. could potentially. Like the good thing is, is like you always see like the over under on the national anthem. Okay. That's always one. Like the coin toss is always one. Yeah, okay. We, we covered that on Huddle Up the other night, and I think um I think the over under for the national anthem, and apparently it's some random country singer. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds it's, right. It's like ninety. It's like it, it's it's like a basically like a minute and a half. The the over under was ninety seconds. Yet uh. Tuesday morning when we recorded. Yeah, it was but, like 90, uh, it was like 91, 92, something like so that. So it's funny. I, I, I recorded the prop one for the Earnestly Speaking Podcast Network with Zach and Ernest and okay. Chris. And I go to work Tuesday night and I'm sitting on the Omaha game. And one of the guys is a, is a sports guy. And he's like, I just got a hot take from a friend of mine. And I'm like, okay, well, what is it? Like fill us in. And he goes, the girl who sung the anthem has never sung the anthem. In oh, like she's always been under a minute and a half. Huh? Oh, that means she's going over. So he's like, he's like, <laughs> I don't know if I should hammer it or if I should go the other way. And I'm like, the buddy. fact that this is what the bet on. And, but the funny thing was, he goes, "Who's it singing?" I'm like, "It's some country girl." And he goes, "Oh, she's definitely not hitting it." And I'm like, "Buddy, you may want to look again." He's like, "Cause he goes, she ain't holding that note like Whitney." And I'm like, "You may want to go look." And he looked and he goes, she's black, right? She's a black country singer. He goes, I might be fucked. <laughs> That's <laughs> exact quote. So, so wait, what are, what are your guys over under the, that they perform California Love? Uh, 100%. Oh, absolutely. Even without Tupac there. What if we, over under we get a hologram Tupac? Over under that if that song doesn't play, somebody gets shot in the stadium. There. Oh. Um, yeah, but California. I don't know if you get, in the if you get a hologram at the Super Bowl because I th- like that, that. There's a lot that goes into I think creating that that it may be hard to do for a a. I mean, we got Prince in Minnesota because of who it was. Wow. True. Yeah. California loves definitely happening. Yeah, that 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 one. If there's a song that you're like that has to play during that, it has to be that. Fair. At some point, even if it's even if it's just the guitar riff, yeah, into, like, and then it just transitions into another song, like yeah. you're gonna get California, love. yeah, and it might like, transition into something else. That's gonna be a good show. Definitely getting that. Part. Yeah, in terms of in terms of halftime shows that I've been looking forward to, this one this one's up there. 
Yeah. I would say it's in my top three for sure. It's, in it's, terms of anticipation. Yeah, anticipation, yeah, yeah 100%. Definitely. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get back to what brought us to the dance. Uh, we're going to talk about some wrestling tonight. Wrestling. Wrestling. Uh, Joe's topic is going to be we're going to go over NXT Vengeance Day, which is this coming up Tuesday, I believe. Wrestling. Uh, Aren't you serious? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> uh, we got a fun one where we're going to play a wrestler association game with uh, who may be released from the next uh, budget cuts of WWE and where they may end up and if they win a world title there. We'll talk about that. And then we have a fun one with Jim where we're going to talk about if AEW did not exist, would anybody on that roster be a world champion inside the WWE? But let's start with uh, probably the easiest one of the night. Let's talk about NXT Vengeance Day from the beautiful Capital Wrestling Center, Performance Center, uh, Ho-Ho Stadium in uh, Orlando. Uh, for the record, I have signed up. Putting paint can arena. I've actually signed up for the PPG paintball bioluminescent brand arena ticket raffle. Um, and I get an email every Wednesday saying, do you want tickets to this Tuesday's episode of NXT? If so, please tell us now. And then we'll enter you into a raffle. Dead ass. Tickets. Wait, no, dead sure. ass. If you ever get tickets, I will just call out sick. Well, here's the thing. I need you to go on and enter their database. Okay. Their phone number, whatever. Okay. Because, that's something where I can do it, and then it, I will, we, won't, we won't find out till Monday right, if we get the actual right. tickets. But if that's the case, we can always drive up Tuesday, Tuesday night for. Yeah, time. no, because because honestly, that's my eight-hour shift. I'm okay with just missing one of those. That doesn't even affect my paycheck that much. Uh, uh, the, only, the only reason why I haven't. I just do a little extra for in that week. I put there I is. put the bugina out there a little bit extra oh, that boy. week. That's fine. The only reason why I haven't yet is because. Carol was sick, and then yeah, so yeah, I, I, I didn't do it because one of the big first bold rules is if you or anyone you know contacted COVID nineteen in the last fourteen days, don't yes. even fucking bother replying. Yes. Don't even watch NXT on Sci Fi because right. they can't the, do the TV. Sec, and the second rule is is if you're someone who I guess tries to get tickets and get pulled multiple times and then don't take them up on it, they you're will done. delete you from which is fair the spreadsheet. Fair delete. Yes. 100% fair. Delete. Yes, exactly. Absolutely delete. All right. So I got this card for one of the worst named uh, annual events, Vengeance Day. Oh, yeah. see, there you yeah. go. So it's like anybody that you well, want. Well, is it not too late to get tickets to this event, to this one? I can't. I don't think I can swing this one. Cause uh, if, I'm, if I'm going up false. there, if they win the, the, the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Touche. I don't think I can. Fair. Fair. Let's start putting it out. I'll, I'll put it out there for you. I know you won't do it. When? I'm not going <laughs> to do it, but I appreciate it. Alright, so, uh, first match on this five match card. It's just a regular episode of NXT. Get excited. It's just on free TV. It means you can watch it and not have to pay $5.99 for cock. So, number one, it's a good price for cock. Number one, we have, cock. you have the finals of the annual Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. The men's. The men's, yes. It is the Creed Brothers, Brutus Creed and Julius Creed. The front man and the bassist from the Van Creed. Yes. It will be them seeing if they can take you higher against none other. Play it again. Play it again. Sorry. Look, it's going to be them welcoming with arms wide open the, the challenge of Wesley and Nash Carter. Oh, I get it. His name is Wesley. And Nash Carter, MSK. Who who you guys got in this one? 
I hope that the Bengals win the Super Bowl so that Nash Carter can celebrate that because there's no chance they're going back to back in Dusty Classics. Uh, give me uh, the the bassist and the and the drummer from Creed. And you, you guys actually hear somebody who actually knows how to run a soundboard this week. So. Yes, <laughs> we're not used to that. Oh. Nice thing. Um, yeah, I'm right there with you, Mike. I, I don't, you know, I don't see any way that the, that we're gonna get a back-to-back winner here. I feel like it's uh, it's Creed's time. No, okay. I I was thinking of going with Creed, but I want to be able to have a chance here where like at least one of us has like either a lead over the others or stop trying to, stop trying to sit here and consequences creed this thing no right? no no look i'm just saying my sacrifice is i'm going to take msk as my pick so when you are with <laughs> me i'm free just be happy there's no team named Nickelback. Okay, oh, up next, up next in a one-on-one lethal lockdown match, it is Pete Dunne taking on Tony D'Angelo. Oh, it's literally, good. it's a weaponized steel cage it's match. I mean, friend, come on. It's our good friend Tony Marinaris versus the Bruiserweight. <laughs> yes. Luke. Tony, Tony Mama Luke, yes. Tony Meatball. Bippity boppity, who you got to win? I won the Gabagool. <laughs> Gabagool. Like, I... I just want I just want him to come out and do the the the, the TikTok trend where they're everyone's doing. The- you know, so so okay. Imagine picture this, all right? Brooklyn, nineteen ninety nine, and I'm like sixteen years old, and I'm, I start watching The Sopranos because obviously. Picture it, Sicily. <laughs> yes. Eighteen sixty four. Basically the same thing, and I start watching The Sopranos. And, you know, they go into the deli and they order the gabagol. And I'm like, oh, man, that sounds really good. So I asked my aunts about it because we're Sicilian. And I'm like, what's the gabagol? And they're like, oh, you should try it sometime. Get it in the deli. Next time you're there, just be like, hey, can I get half a pound of gabagol? So I go to the deli and I'm looking at the menu and I'm like, the fuck is the gabagol? Like, there's no gabagol anywhere on this fucking thing or whatever. Capicola. For, for those of you out there that would like to order some gabagol. It's Capicola, and that was a lesson that I learned the hard way. Also, it's pasta fazool, not pasta fagioli. That's a whole other conversation. Anyway, continue. If uh, if you ever hear the, the me and and Ryan and Matt on three count talk about gabagool, we had a we had a, a, one of our best friends growing up because Ryan, Matt, and I grew up together, and right. we and and Ryan and I went to college. We had our friend Russ, who's Italian, and like he. He would get like oddly Italian, like uber Italian about like certain things. Yes. So like the one time we're we're like talking about like I don't know subs or getting subs or something, he's like, he just out of nowhere throws a gabagool, and he got, and I'm like, bro, like what the, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so we will always bring that up. And then there was the time that he like verbally accosted. Um, we had a had like a little Italian like it had like pasta and pizza like in our dining hall, and like he goes through and they had they had listed a ham and cheese calzone, and he got morally offended because he's like calzones don't have meat they only have cheese. We're like Russ, she's a college student making probably less than minimal wage. Shut up and just get your dinner. <laughs> Leave this poor girl alone. Um, all that said, Tony Mozzarella is going to win this match. Yeah, I think, I feel like that's fairly obvious. I'm going to, I'm going to take, uh, Tony Meeple sub. 
I think he's got this match. And now I want a meatball sub. Don't you, though? Like, I kind of want one, too. I'm not even going to lie. Um, Subway meatball sub with bacon, pepperoni, and onion. Fucking delicious, by the way. Yeah, that's interesting. I would try it. You would try anything once. <laughs> Sometimes for seven years. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow didn't get killed in that one. Very weird. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll take, uh, Tony Meatballs because I think this is the, uh, end of, uh, the Bruiserweight in the bioluminescent print. Oh, you think he's gonna end up on the Raw or the Smackdown? I do think he is a call-up after WrestleMania. Interesting. I can see it. I can definitely see it. Um, so I think they give Bags of Donuts the, uh, the victory to end this feud. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. And he's obviously one of these young, New NXT 2.0 guys. I was going to say, we've been off the list because he looks like he's like 38. Well, yeah, touche. All right, up next, it is the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship match. Oh, boy. It is Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan and JC James. Just just because they don't do anything for you doesn't mean they don't do anything for anybody else. Touche. Taking on the team of Indy Hartwell and Persia Piorata. Piorata? Piorata. Is she the girl that has... Who that is? Does she have, like, a unibrow? I feel like she has a unibrow. Her uh, name feels break, like she has a unibrow. Bre- bre- breaking news. A.A. Ron Rodgers, MVP. Uh, that's the right answer. So who y'all got in the tag title match? Um, yo, this... Persia Purata is not disgusting to look at, by the way. Is she, is she smoking? I had no clue who this person was. She, she wrestled in the UK, I believe. I think she's part of that, like, Australian went to the UK. Yeah. Um, good Lord, I have no clue who these people are. <laughs> well, um, no, I don't think the Toxic Attraction era is over yet, so I will... I will have them. Yeah, she's not. Like I'm, like I'm still gay. Yes, but right. I see it. Like that's like that's her in her ring gear. That's what I like. She looks like she has a unibrow there. She's squinting her forehead really hard. She shouldn't do that. It's not no. a good look. No, I agree with that assessment. Like the rest of that though, like mm-hmm. I don't want to hit it, but I see, you why, see other why other people, people would. would. Yes, exactly. Is that the thing? Have you seen an attractive man and been like, I get it? No, I, I, there are there are absolutely attractive men that I that I I'm feeling the same counts. way. Like, okay, yeah, for seven jazz. Like, that yeah. counts. You know, no, even like, right, like, 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 even like, even like, right, even like a Roman Reigns or something like sure. that, where I, you could be like, yeah, yeah. I get it. Like, okay. I, I, right, like when yeah. Roman freed the nipple, like, I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was like, okay, I I understand. I was like, oh, that Jason Momoa. I don't get Jason Momoa. I don't either. I'm but not Roman Reigns, but Roman, Roman Reigns is like a more attractive version of Jason Momoa. Yes. Yes, Jason Momoa looks like what someone who can only draw okay, okay. would draw no. if they were trying to draw Roman Reigns. No. Jason Momoa is dollar store toy version Roman Reigns. It's like I see it. Absolutely. Exactly. Uh, for the record, I'm gonna agree with Jim. I am taking Toxic Attraction. Yeah, I feel like Toxic Attractions obviously. If they lose, and this leads to one of them becoming a single star, and tell me why it's gonna be Gigi Dolan. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Veronica Thorne is one fine piece of ace. Uh, yeah, no, give me the give me the attraction. 
right. Up next. Oh, you didn't. You didn't. Oh uh, no, I said toxic attraction. Oh, you did. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I have no reason not to. All right. Up next for the NXT North American Championship, it is the champion Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams. What? What? Taking on Cameron Grimes. I'm very upset that he's not carrying around both titles. Yeah, no, they just—they killed that cruiserweight titles. title. They were just done with it. This was like an excuse just to get rid of the cruiserweight title. No, I don't see that. Yeah. So I mean, who you guys got here? In my mind, this one's obvious, right? Like Carmelo Hayes is someone that they're clearly building as one of the top five. Like if you had to put together uh, a what's the word with the four faces on the mountain? Mount Rushmore. Rushmore? Oh, or like the Huh? Like the four pillars. Yes. Right. If you had to put together like the four pillars of 2.0, no. If you had to put together... It's because you don't think women should have asses. Women shouldn't have asses. They're pointless. What are you going to do with a woman's ass? Anyway. Uh, I mean... I mean, you can literally do the same thing that, like, a gay man does with a button, Joe. Like, But, but like, nowhere near as fulfilling. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, like, I, I don't know this. Like, I don't know how that, 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 how that feels. But, you know, like, I know that you can do that to a woman like you can do that to a guy. I mean, it never made sense to me. Never did. I never understood it. Anyway. I think Carmelo Hayes is clearly one of the four pillars of NXT 2.0. That's the way they push him. It's the talent level that he's got. I think he's going to be one of their big stars for a while. Cameron Grimes still feels like one of the final leftovers of black and gold. So I well, Cameron Grimes is another guy like Pete Dunne that I wouldn't be surprised to see get a call up after WrestleMania, honestly. So I don't see any scenario where Carmelo Hayes isn't winning this one. Uh, I'm going to take Carmelo Hayes to win, but I don't think that Cameron Grimes is done in the bioluminescent brand. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking Hayes. I don't think there's any way that Hayes isn't winning. Um, the crazy thing is I don't, I don't know, like, I don't know what you do. Like Carmelo Hayes doesn't, or Cameron Grimes doesn't feel like a new NXT champion. He doesn't feel like he's a North American champion, but I also don't feel like he's, a WWE superstar. It's weird. Yeah. We might be, we might, I mean, I don't know if we're covering NXT people, but I feel like Cameron Grimes could fit into a later segment on this show. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> All right. And last but certainly not least, for, for the NXT championship match, taking on Santos. Don't call me Alberto Del Rio. Oh. It's the same gimmick. They give every Spanish wrestler that they heal the same gimmick for the record. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's also Andrade. It's literally just the same gimmick. Right. I mean, because you can't do like El Matador anymore. No. No. Twenty twenty two. So yeah. Well, then they do. What were they? Los Matadores in like twenty seventeen. Yeah, Los Matadores with El Torito. I miss El Torito. We El C. Oh, that match was great. It was. <laughs> that um, was... With the little ladder? Fucking hilarious. Yeah, it was yeah. so good. That move was so much better than it had any business being. <laughs> it was. Uh, All right, who you guys got for this one? Yeah. I, I think this one could actually go either way. I'm not going to lie. No chance. no chance. No, it's... Look, the only way it's not Bron Beaker... Me, 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 me. 
<laughs> is is if they're just going fucking crazy and are like launching him to the main roster soon. And I don't see that happening yet because he has no business anywhere near the main roster. So it's a Beaker's going to retain. I guess you guys are right. I don't think his promos are good enough to be on the main roster yet. They're not. Like he can get by with his shit wrestling because you don't need to be a great wrestler to be good on the WWE main roster, but you at least have to be able to talk on the microphone. Um, yeah, he ain't there, and I don't think there's anybody you could put him with that would make sense, so... What about Heyman? No. Paul's too, be too wrapped up with the, the bloodline. Yeah, yeah, if, if, if he was still, like, the, the heater for Lesnar, I, I could potentially see it, cause it could be, like, you know, the, 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 the present and the future sort of a deal, but yeah, he's... I Brock, Brock would just give him his endorsement and be like, I'll come back whenever I'm ready, and like, Brock goes away and he like gives Heyman to 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 Beaker, but well, the only thing I was thinking in this half a moment of like the potential scenario where Roman loses to Brock at WrestleMania and Roman, you know, once again fires Heyman this time like for real, he's pissed off at him. So now you've got Heyman as a man without a country because obviously he's not Brock's not taking him back this time and Roman yeah, that bridge burned. Huh? Yeah, that bridge is burned. Yeah. We say so that, like, we say that, but does he not remember when he turned on him with Big Show in like 2002? Like, did he not see this coming? That was, well, is like, this a, guy just a fucking moron. Well, like Adele said, that's just water under the bridge. But like, it's, that was so long ago, you know? But this is more recent, so this one hurts right now, like Adele said. Hurts so good. No, that's Sean Mellencamp. That was John Cougar. John Cougar Mellencamp. It was pre-Mellencamp. That was just John Cougar. Anyway, I'm gonna say I don't know where you go from that. That's a hard one to transition out of. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Braun Breaker, but I, I kind of am cheering with Santos Escobar. I'm not gonna lie. I think it's because you just want Santos Escobar to actually be fucking pushing a meaningful direction. He's another one where I don't know where they're going with him because he doesn't feel like main roster. It's it's funny. Jim Jim point. mentioned somebody earlier, or maybe it was Ryan that mentioned him on their show when we discussed Jim's topic about looking at that roster uh-huh. and he mentioned one Pentagon El Sierra Miedo. Okay. And was like, but Debbie doesn't know what to do with, you know, Luchador's and mask. Right. And I didn't want to be that guy in their show, but I'm going to be that guy in this, this show because what are they going to cancel us? <laughs> um, they don't know what to do with the Latin demographic at all, ever. No. Like, mask just, or no mask. We just got them saying every, like Alberto is, is the only, is the only, I mean, Ray, Ray won the world title, what? The, the, the big gold. Ray won the yeah. big gold a time or two. Eddie, um, Eddie held Eddie, it. Eddie Ray, and Ray. Ray got it after Eddie passed away. But that's it. They didn't and know what to do with Alberto Chavo. Rio. But other than that, it's just been like. Yeah, all they've been trying. So Chavo, Chavo was never going to be a big star in the WWE. Because all they ever try to do is find the next Ray and the next Kerwin. Yeah, but no, but like what what a lot of the the newer generation. What a lot of the newer generation of Latino wrestlers, all they ever try to find is either the next Ray Mysterio or the next Eddie Guerrero. And when those guys fail at being either of those things, because. You know, it's hard to reach that standard. Or they end up going it. nowhere, and they end up, like, doing nothing with them. Like, Samurai Del Souls should have been a bigger deal in WWE, 
before he ended up just in fucking Lucha House Party. Seen kind of fucked that up. But Sin Cara should have been a bigger deal too. Yeah, he fucked that yeah, up. Yeah, they don't they don't know what they're doing. And right now, I feel like they, um, you know, and rightly so, have been criticized for years for not booking black wrestlers into positions of power in the company that they have they have corrected and probably even overcorrected. On, on that front. Um, but it's, it's given us tremendous runs, you know, with the hurt business and like Bobby, La- Bobby Lashley for me went from, I don't give a shit about Bobby Lashley in the WWE. Yes. This guy's a WWE hall of famer. Yes. In, in, in like it's, a year. It's hilarious. When they re-signed Lashley, I was like, yeah, this is the guy that's going to fucking like beat Brock Lesnar. They're going to fucking push him to the fucking moon. Like, all this shit. And Joe, I, I've had this conversation with Joe a hundred times. I'm like, this is the fucking way they're going to go. It took a while to get there. Buddy, but they got there. Leo Rush was it took name. a pandemic yeah. to get there. Let's be honest. I don't think all of that happens if we don't have the pandemic. True. Like, I, I feel like the WWE has has overcorrected and, you know, and, and, and really has put a focus on, in the last couple of years um with with black superstars and and it's 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 brought on fantastic runs by a lot of fantastic athletes and wrestlers but yeah, yeah. I, I i i agree i don't think they know what to do with any latin wrestler i it's- actually think the the most likely person who's going to be the first like kind of original success as a latin wrestler in the last basically 25 to 30 years is going to be Raquel Gonzalez because they don't have a woman archetype in wrestling. And she, fit, to follow. And she fits Vince's politics. Huh? And she fits Vince's politics. Yes. Well, yes. But like, she's going to be, I think she's going to be one that like sets her own path. Cause you're not going to try to make her a Ray or an Eddie because that's not, or an Alberto. Cause that's not what they do with the women, but there's no female. I mean, I guess there's Lita, Arguably, but she's such a different build and a different character. So I think she's actually their most likely scenario for kind of actually breaking some ground when it comes to the the Latino culture and Latina culture. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely agree. Yeah, I I, I do want to see them do something with Legado del Fantasma though, because like all three of those guys are incredibly talented mm-hmm. um, and. Even if it's giving Joaquim and Raul the NXT tag titles at some point, like obviously Imperium will run their course eventually, and our good friend Gunther. God, Gunther, yo, don't my man, my wife, <laughs> my wife was like getting like kind of getting into wrestling. Like she, I don't get it. Finds Walter attractive, and. Now they change. So I said to her the other day, I was like, "So they changed Walter's name." She goes, "To what?" And I go, "Gunther." She goes, oh, "Why?" And I'm like, Damn it. <laughs> "Like my one shot of like really getting her into wrestling." And, and they went and fucked it up. <laughs> you fucked up. They fucked yeah, it. Up. Um. So I think I guess the real question here. Coming out of NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day or whatever we're going to fucking de- de- decide to call this. It's not a TakeOver. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Fuck. I don't know. Um, 
supposedly they're doing something on Saturday day before night one of WrestleMania called Stand and Deliver. Um, I don't believe it. I mean, are we, like, going to have a – like, how long is Braun Breaker going to be champion for? I think a while. Unless – the only scenario where I see them taking the belt off of him is to hot shot him onto the main roster. You don't see you don't see him putting it on Jeep Wagoneer? <laughs> I hope not. I never get that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how long. Cause I, I do. I feel like the, like, I don't feel like he's a multi-time NXT champion in any sort of no. long run. I think by the, when you take the title off of him, I think it's, it's, it's main roster time. So I think. It's Car- and it's Carmelo Hayes that takes the title off of him, right? Should be. It makes the most sense. Unless it's Tony Meatballs. Tony Mozzarella? So the, the the way I look at it now with, with with that I guess whole division or part of the the company like we can do a quick association here we're, we'll go through the bioluminescent we're going to go back to the black and gold first um like Pete Dunn probably getting moved up yeah moved up or is he going back to the UK I don't see him going back to the UK on WWE's dime because they don't care about NXT UK enough to be sending them stars like that. You would be surprised. They care about it. You'd it, be surprised. You, we just don't watch it enough. Fair. Okay, fair. You're right. I don't pay uh, any attention to it personally. I think it's a main roster tri- like trial run, but if it doesn't, if it doesn't grab. I think he's gone. Sadly. I mean, I don't even know if that'd be. I mean, like, obviously, sadly for him. I mean, I don't know how much he's getting paid, but I feel like he's someone who ends up in AEW if he were to get released. He seems like one of those guys. Like, look, Tony Khan has been very clear about the whole, hey, there's going to be people whose contracts I don't renew that are starting to come up now, so that there's room for me to sign these other guys. And not everyone's going to get signed, not everyone's going to get the opportunity. I think Pete Dunne is someone that would. Especially with the kind of ties that he has a lot of people there, yeah. Um, all right, so we have him. Uh, I guess let's talk about, uh, obviously, Volter or Gunther will eventually get called up. Will all of Imperium go with him? I can see them going with him. I don't see them lasting long as a yeah. unit. Um, and I don't know which ones I see possibly being successes on their own. I know that. Maybe Eichner? Yeah, maybe, maybe Eichner. I know he's obviously been trying to step up his game a lot in NXT recently and it shows. So I could see him maybe kind of getting a thing. Unfortunately, like, I don't mean to sound mean here, but like, I almost get like La Resistance vibes from them, like outside of Gunther. So I don't know if that's a good thing about the rest of the stable, honestly. Don't you ever compare Marcel <laughs> Marcel and Fabian Neichner ever again to <laughs> fucking Rene Dupree and Mark <laughs> The Conner. vibe that I you get from These be fighting words, motherfucker. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. <laughs> Go catch that vibe somewhere else. You're not coming on this ride. <laughs> So, but I, 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 Walter is someone who I think still, even with the bad gimmick name, and I think eventually he'll go back to his actual name or some version thereof. He's a big guy. He can wrestle fantastically. He puts a lot of emotion into things and just, he's a big guy. So I think he is someone that WWE will eventually actually do something with. Then again, Keith Lee was also kind of in the same shoes. Yeah. And- saw how that went so maybe i'm wrong but 
I don't know. I've, I've always kind of assumed since the moment when they actually signed Walter, I assumed that he would one day eventually be a world champion. I don't know that I assumed that about Keith Lee from day one, but I did assume that about Walter, and I'm going to kind of stick to my guns on that. Um, I mean, if they if they um, if they rename Walter Gunther, if they rename him Apple Fritter, then we know there's trouble. <laughs> they tried Bear Claw with Keith Lee, and that did not work out. So, um, yeah, if, if if you rename him like Apple Fritter or something like that, then we know then we know he's soon released, but. Walter, Gunther, whatever they want to call him, should, should be a main roster success. Um, and the last one before we move on, I guess let's talk about him. Uh, Tomato Champs. I don't even understand how he's still in NXT at this point. Tomato Champs! Other than the fact that they probably feel like they have no idea what to do with him outside of NXT, and I think that's going to be the eventual downfall. I think if he was going to be on Raw or SmackDown, he would have been there already. Like, if yeah. I had to bet him on being somewhere, he's at AEW. I honestly, see, see, I don't see this as being anything other than, and this is, this is going to be the weird thing here. This is going to be the weird thing. Yes, Champa is in a holding pattern. Okay. They need to get the title off of him. Give it to Breaker. Now he's like the guy who's like, now that you have the target on your back, I'm still here, kind of thing. With right. Breaker for right now, because their holding pattern. Is what the fuck is Johnny Gargano going to do? Because if Johnny comes back, I think you get one more run on the main roster of DIY. I can see that. And I think they're contemplating, do we bring him up and then have Johnny debut or on the main roster to help him? Right. Or is this a they come together thing? Is this that if Johnny decides to not come back and go to AEW, then we can run with Ciampa with whatever the fuck we want to do with him? Right. Do we give him the bad carrying cross, like, shoulder pads, and demolition helmet that they got from Wish.com. Wayfair um, Legion of Doom. Yes, Wayfair Legion of Doom, 100%. Um, so it, it, it's, I, I think Chomp is like the real holding pattern here out of the guys. Like, L.A. Knight should be on the main roster. Yes. how I feel. Yes. yes. Um, L.A. Knight should probably have been on the main roster when he came into the company. Yes. Correct. Agreed. I, I, I could have seen a, a quick three-month run just so he could get a custom <laughs> WWE I, style. Even, like, I think the guy's been in the business long enough. He knows how to find a hard game and entertain a crowd. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, I said that. From, I also said that with you. I thought that he should have been on the, the main roster almost right away. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I, I think uh, we'll leave that with that conversation because we are going to talk about Wrestler Association with my, my topic here in a few minutes. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll finish with that for now. We'll table that as we get to that. Um, you want to go to Jim's where we talk about if AEW never existed? I thought we were doing a topic already. Oh. He was, like, previewing. He, like, gives you a take. Oh, that's so weird. That's why I was getting so in-depth with my answers. I thought we were doing your topic. No, because you're coming out of, like, the, the couple <laughs> guys that we thought, like, are they main roster guys now that after? It was like, it was like foreplay. You know, you kind of rubbed it a little bit, but now we're going to go we're gonna go away from it for a little, and then we'll go back to it. <laughs> Whatever. I mean... He will pay you for that kind of shit, but I don't know. If yeah, you no, you're right, you're right, you're right. Turns me on. Exactly, it turns him on. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll go to mine. Um, so I did this over on, on Three Count tonight, and, and Mike was over there as well. Um, but if, if AEW didn't exist, if, if, it, if, it, if it never, if AEW never started, what AEW star or stars um, do you think would have won at least 
one WWE title by now. And when I say WWE title, I mean either the world title, universal title, or either of the brand women's titles. Um, and for me, I tried to exclude the Moxley's, Daniel Bryanson's, um, Chris Jericho's, those guys, because like they had already been in the WWE system or established within the system. So like Jericho winning a WWE title, if AEW never existed, doesn't surprise anybody. He was already a multi-time champion. Same as Brian, same as Moxley. So like, I, I, I'm thinking uh, outside of, of folks like that. Um, like I'll, I'll start with what I think is an obvious one in the men's division is Kenny Omega. Like if Kenny Omega in, in a hypothetical world, if there's no AEW, if he ends up coming to WWE, I, I don't see how he doesn't win a championship. I mean, the, the, the possible matches, I mean, you can, you can run him against styles you can run him against orton you can run him against reigns you can run him against rollins you have infinite number well no you're not infinite number especially the way they release people but you have you have a a a a a great list of potential uh championship opponents for kenny omega i see that i the one place where i'm not sure where about omega making it in wwe would have been his acting and his promo ability. Because that's just something that, like, I'm trying to envision the way Kenny Omega performs, because he's a bad actor. He really just is. He, like, he's he hams it up. Yeah, he doesn't know how to tone it down in any way. And a lot of the WWE of, of, of our days is a very set, like, you act a certain way, you do a certain thing, you know. We've seen, like, I'm trying to envision... The way we've seen AJ Styles, but trying to envision Kenny Omega in that role. And like from a wrestling perspective, yeah, totally. I could see him being a surprise debut at the Royal Rumble. I could see him winning a Royal Rumble. I could see him having a fucking banger of a match with Roman Reigns at a WrestleMania or Seth Rollins or any number of guys, Triple H, like whatever. And I could see all of that. But I don't know that I see his character have gone over to the point where they would have strapped the rocket ship to him in WWE. Yeah, like I don't, I don't see, I don't see um, Kenny Omega going toe to toe with John Cena in the middle of the ring and calling himself the the champ that runs the camp. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, like I, you put, you put Cena and Omega together in the ring. Cena is just talking circles around that. Exactly. Dude. Yeah, it's a great point. Do you necessarily need to have Kenny cut promos? No, I think you 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 get him a heater. You don't even need to get him a heater. You just have him just be someone who comes to the ring. Or that. Pulls the fucking cleaner thing, fucking hits him with the... And fucking just drops fucking knees in souls. See, but if WWE were game to do that in a way, like, in, like I mean, I guess, look, Finn Balor did make it to the Universal title. Because I feel like Kenny Omega would well, fit more of, like, the Finn Balor... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Demon Finn made it to the fucking Universal title. True. Like, regular Finn. True. Though was a human and had his shoulder fucked up and never True. never got his rematch. You're right, you're right. And Demon Finn is a whole different story because you don't Correct. have to cut a promo as Demon Finn. Correct. But that's the thing, like, if you don't have something like the Demon to put out, like, you don't have this big over-the-top character to put out, then they're going to put you on the mic. And I just feel like he would die on the mic. I feel like in WWE, the way it is now, 
I don't feel like he could perform to that like Mike level. And, and, I, and let me you, say, you do, know, you do know they have t-shirts for that, right? Because when Roman Reigns yes. started, that guy couldn't cut a promo to save his fucking life. Hundred percent, hundred percent true. Hundred percent true. So, so if your thought process is is you don't think Kenny could have gotten over because of that, in 2019 is when this company was founded. If he if he signed with WWE in 2019, coming off of that run in New Japan where he cut decent promos, where he was closing out shows speaking in Japanese and things like that, like, yeah. They could have gotten him ready in six months to cut a decent English. And I mean, let's be, honest, let's be honest, too. The WWE doesn't let Kenny do the goofy, dumb bullshit that he does on Wednesday nights either. No. Exactly. Like, that, like, he's not he's not given the reign to go out and be a dumb, just like, good night over the top fucking. Right. Goofy. Like, and goofy, 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 goofy yeah. yeah. No, that's not him. And you know what I mean? So WWE can control that and and utilize what strengths omega has yeah um i said it on on three count i'll say it here the obvious answer for me is none other than the dr brick baker d m d i don't feel like that's an obvious answer remember i'm saying that to you yesterday when we talked about i it. mean you may not feel it's an obvious answer but she's the best fucking woman they have in that division right now and it's not fucking even close oh i agree with you on that the character is good enough that's what i'm saying i mean and at the end of the day like i feel like she's the it's her and maybe one or two other females are the only ones that you're realistically thinking have an absolute shot of holding a title within the last three years my my only concern with 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 Britt baker is the wrestling in, in the WWE's women's division, especially at the top, is infinitely better than AEW's. And Britt, Britt looks good in AEW because she's probably the best they have. I don't think she's anywhere near the best in the WWE. It's the, it's the AJ Lee theory. Like everybody thinks they like they want AJ Lee back in the W like but in, in, in a world before CM Punk was wrestling in AEW. Yeah. Like that was like the dream return for people was AJ Lee. Which I never understood because I didn't think she was that good of a wrestler. AJ Lee was good in the Divas era because she was different. Right. I think AJ Lee with with Becky Lynch, Bailey, Asuka, Charlotte Flair. Sasha Banks, uh-huh. Bel Air, no, yeah, just no. I, I don't see. like, and maybe, and maybe, maybe Brit, maybe Brit doesn't look as good as she could be because overall, the like the, I don't even want to say the it's, talent level because I think there's a lot of raw talent in there. No, in, but you gotta, it takes it, two to tango. Like you gotta like, have, like, she, gotta she have, have great matches because there's nobody to have great matches with. Right. She had a great match with Thunder Rosa. Okay. It well, fantastic. So when you give her good talent, when you give her yes. good talent, you're going to get great matches. Yes. So if you don't think she's going to have a great match with Sasha Banks, that's like saying that you don't think Nala Rose and fucking, Nia Jax would have a battle where they would literally sumo wrestle. Oh, that's fair. But my my concern, my concern, my concern is more that WWE doesn't pull the trigger anyone not named Charlotte. See, this player. is this is what I was about to say. I could see Britt Baker being a huge success in WWE. I will give you that. I think she'd be on TV either every Monday or every Friday 
I think that she'd be one of the pillars of whichever women's division that she was a part of. I think she'd be huge, 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 especially if she had this character, definitely one of the main women in the WWE. 100% agree with that. WWE so rarely pulls the trigger on putting the title on anyone That's that isn't named Charlotte, Becky. Well, here's the thing you have to remember. During this portion, Becky Lynch is pregnant and is yes. not there. Yeah. That title was hot potatoed between Asuka and uh, Rhea. Rhea and all of them. Yeah. So here's a perfect thing. That's true. Britt wins Money in the Bank instead of Asuka. The title's in the fucking Money in the Bank briefcase, and she gets and she gets the title as the heel, and basically tells Char- or basically tells uh, Becky, "Yeah, uh, you go be a mom. I'm gonna just go ahead and run this fucking division." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it gives That's Becky. A good point. So it, it, oh, like, all right, I'm on on your side there, Mike. I'll, I'll, I'll give it. here that makes sense. Now, in a random three year period where everybody's healthy and everybody is is there and and shit that never yeah. happens. No, she may not win a world title in that. And not that she doesn't deserve it. Correct. Not in that (laughs) three-year run. But it's it's Sasha, Charlotte, Ronda, Becky. Yeah. The champion pedigree. Bianca. Bailey maybe gets a shot. Yeah. So it's like the six of them are really like the the measuring sticks. Yeah. She would be in that tier with like Bianca, Bailey, Alexa, Rhea. Yeah. Where it's like fight for the title, maybe have a one or two month title run before losing it back to one of the other pillars yep. and kind of still be a main character. Yes. Um, so those, that, that's the thing. Like when you're looking at this very specific window of when AEW was formed in 2019 yes. to through the pandemic to right now, like world champion wise, like there was a time where Charlotte wasn't really around because of the whole, the whole pandemic and fucking Becky was pregnant and you kind of just had like Rhea was a champion and Bailey and Sasha were like the tag champs and, and a women's champ at the same time. So it, it just, I feel like over this duration of time where fans aren't in the state, in the arena, her character development would make it to where they would want to put the title on her because her character is so entertaining that it gets social media talking. I could potentially yeah. see that. I got you. I'm on your side. I got you. See, to me that. I would take another woman as my answer to this. So I, 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 I spoiled this to Jim that's, on the show. That's, that's fine. I wanted the other guys to hear this, so I'll let you, I'll let you guys. I, I'd say Jade Cargill. I think that she's an obvious one, and I think that that's because of it's not talent level, and I, I say that with no disrespect. Please don't beat me up. Um, Jade, please don't beat me up. I'm not into that. You mean Storm from X Men? Yes, exactly. But Jade, like, Jade, got me up. She's she's got the look that WWE obviously loves. They love it in their men. They love it in their women. She's a throwback to your Chinas. She's a throwback to a lot of the bigger women like that. I could see them shooting her to the moon. Honestly, she's someone who I and they tried to get her. Remind like I said, like I remember seeing a tweet the other day or something about from an interview where she was like, the only reason she decided to go with AEW was because she wouldn't have to move, and because they seemed less sketch, because WWE was like pushing her to sign her contract, but telling her, are you sure this is really what you want? We're going to be your family, not your family anymore, and like all this crazy stuff. So she was like, all right, WWE, no thank you, AEW, that's where I'm going. And, you know, I feel like, since it's obvious that they wanted her, 
They wanted her for all of the reasons that I think she would have ended up being one of their main stars. And might have she gotten better in the ring than she is now? You know, she would have definitely had chances to develop more. She probably would have been through NXT. She probably would have had a chance to work with a lot of these other women that we've talked about. Like, like you were saying, is Britt not necessarily getting to show all that she can do because of not having the women at her level to compete with? Well, imagine Jade getting to learn by being in the ring with Sasha Banks versus yeah. being in the ring with whoever the hell she's beaten in the last, like, 27 matches. Like, Red Velvet. You know what I mean? Like, those are two different levels of people that you can learn off of as you're wrestling against. So, I think she might have actually become a better wrestler by this point anyway. But aside from that, I just think she has the look and the promo ability and the character that WWE would have definitely gone for. I think, personally... If they got their hands on her, she gets the Bianca Belair push. I think she gets the WrestleMania win. I think that she goes, I mean, the uh, she gets the Royal Rumble win. She goes to WrestleMania maybe against Sasha Banks. She gets to be in that role and have that whole thing and maybe even wins the title there. I think that that would have been a very real possibility. Uh, I don't necessarily think I'm all in on, on her taking Bianca's push. Okay. Um, because Bianca can say more than I'm that bitch and sit there and flex and watch Shaq go through a table. True. Um, I, I think that's that Bianca's in-ring work definitely was more refined from the minute that she stepped in the ring than, than Jade would need. I think Jade would have had a very extended run in NXT. Um, okay. And I don't necessarily know that it would have been – to the main roster because she is someone right now that you could do the main roster now now that the black and gold brand is, is is done and over with and have her as a pillar of the next members of the roster that are now coming up to take spots and and things like that um plus let's not forget i don't know how many individual singular promos she cuts on her own i always see that mark sterling guy in everything um, so your fear about Kenny Omega and his promo work is my fear times like two for Jade Cargill, because at this point, Jade doesn't cut many promos on her own. True. Kenny at least can cut a promo on his own. Yeah. And with the refinement and the and the work with, with WWE, I think you could shave Kenny's stupidness. I see what you're saying. Yeah, his his corniness. Yeah, there you go. That that's kind of what I was thinking. So yeah. I, I think if you could shave that down easier than you can teach her how to cut a singular promo by herself. Kenny has has the ability to talk. Right, right. Uh, another name from the women's division that I mentioned um, that I thought because of how and she was raw when she started, but has become better in ring for them and has been an integral member of them since she's come back from her shoulder injury. Uh, Dark Orders, Anna J. Maybe not a world champion. Mm, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I never really think about her. Like, she buddy, doesn't stand buddy, out in my buddy, head. You don't think about any female. Let's fuck yeah, yeah, but I'm saying, like, she, okay, like I, there's nothing about her that, like, for that go, go back, Go back and watch the No DQ match with her and Tay before. Go watch that match. Okay. 
Like that match is a standout match. Okay. I, I, I will like, I didn't at first agree Mike with, with you on this one and over on three count, but, but, you made a great point that she kind of fits the WWE's mold for a female superstar. And like, you know, even if you want to kind of do like a buddy friendship sort of a thing, like they, you know, like they did with, with her and Tay, like, I feel like she could be a great, I didn't think of this on three count. I feel like she could be a great partner for Alexa bliss. Not, uh, not, not, I mean, hell, even if it's the, the fiend Alexa Bliss, but like the goddess Alexa Bliss, like I feel like those two together could be, um, could be a great pairing. So, so I, I can, I can get behind the, the only other ones I had uh, and, and these ones don't even feel like locks to me, which is insane. Like I went over, like I went over the whole roster that, that's listed on AEW's website. And the only other names I could come up with besides Omega, one was Paige. So I'll have to clarify because I think they have like seven pages. <laughs> they have four pages in a book. Um, MJF. And to me, it was like, if you have the Miz title run, who like, give yeah. MJF versus the Miz. Yeah. WWE title. I think that writes itself. And Nyla Rose. And those are literally, I, I came up with four superstars out of. The, the out sad of thing is, is, I mean, the sad thing is with Nyla Rose, I don't think that, I don't think that, the fuck? I don't think that the culture would be ready to accept Nyla Rose. Like, there's a reason WWE hasn't had a Bloody, transgender superstar. They weren't ready to accept it when she was AEW Women's Champion. Exactly. But I'm saying, but and, and WWE is... Yeah. And, and here's the thing. And I'm not I'm not trying to, to corner her into this. To me, she fills the Nia Jax role. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? Like, the big mean just going to toss these little girls around. Yes. Champion. That's what I think Nyla Rose would be to the WWE. So it would be a sad, like it would, it would probably be a one time champion. Yeah. And nothing else. And then you eventually get released like Nia Jax. It was, it's interesting because like to me, I could see a lot of these guys having gone to NXT. A lot of the guys. That that, that was kind of why I like excluded. Yeah. NXT from the, from the topic. That, that's like, like a different conversation. Right. That's the, that you're, you're, at that point, you're almost picking out who doesn't. Right. Have success in NXT. Right. Right. Because like, honestly, like, if you, if you really do stop and think about it, the NXT black and gold brand would still be a thing if AEW didn't exist. Because the only reason why the NXT black and gold brand got the chance to exist was because it was a total alternative to what WWE was doing. Right. As like the WWE main roster was doing, and then AEW came around, and all of a sudden WWE didn't need to fund its own alternative anymore. Its alternative already exists, and you can see that just in the fact that so many of the guys that Triple H built up in NXT are now on the AEW roster. Your Adam Cole's, your Keith Lee's, you know, your Kyle O'Reilly's, all those guys. Like that's where they've landed. They've landed over in NXT. Even guys like Rusev have landed over an AEW, you know? So that, that to me writes itself in terms of like, yeah, I wouldn't, 
Like MJF would have been huge in, in NXT at some point. I, I definitely think that. I think that, um, Darby Allen would have been huge in NXT. I don't think that Darby Allen would have ever moved on to the main roster and been anything. Honestly. Oh, no. He would have been in like awful segments with like fucking Vince McMahon and like a farting old lady. Like that would have been his thing. The only reason Darby Allen makes to the main roster is if Brock Lesnar just gets to yeet him around a, a building. Exactly. The one person who I could see being maybe someone who would have made it onto the main roster, and it's only because of the fact of who his father was, and that would be Jungle Boy. Because, you know, I think that that's promotable. That's something that you can get onto, you know, Sports Illustrated or TMZ. But or, I don't think he wins the world title. I could see them giving him like a short run. I'm I'm not really I'm, short I'm trying run. to be morbid here. Um, if I think he would have had that success if his dad doesn't pass away. I can see that because it's, you you yeah. can you can use both to promote the other one. And yeah. I don't know if his dad would have went along with that. I think I think his dad was very comfortable letting him have that career to himself. I mean he. He would show up to shows and watch shows from the rafters to not take away from. Did he? Did he bring Marky and Jughead with him? Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't think of Marco. And like, I I thought about. I thought about putting Luchasaurus on on my list. But like, I just. But like, because I have Luchasaurus. Like, I feel like a big guy, but I'm like, I don't. I don't think WWE. WWE in, in, in 2019 to 2022 doesn't feel like a, a wrestling dinosaur. Right. And they, they literally, they had Luchasaurus signed to an NXT deal like forever ago or developmental might have been pre NXT, but he was there because he, he, um, he was on Big Brother one season also and he was part of developmental and like, I, I'm sure he's gotten better, obviously. But I do just feel like if they had wanted him, they would have had him. I think he's one of those guys. I love Luchasaurus. I'm a big fan. But I do think he's one of those guys that one of the reasons why he is comes across as so awesome is because you get him in little doses, which is one of the things AEW does well, in my opinion, honestly. Yeah, no, I agree. What about, like, Wardlow? Um... Would be would be somebody's bodyguard in WWE right now, but I don't think that he'd be a world champion yet. Okay. I I yeah. If 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 we revisit this question in a year and a half, and yeah. Wardlow becomes AEW champion, then maybe I think that he would be WWE champion. Or even but, or even if he has like a arguably like he has a good match against whoever the champion is, and he's not MGF's bodyguard, right? But he's doing his own thing. To me, right now. He feels like long-haired Ryback in the WWE. Man bun Ryback. You know what I mean? And, and like, I, I think Wardlow, as a potential, like, successful major star in AEW, I love it. And, and but, like, somebody brought up a great point last night when, like, the, the longer you tell this story of Wardlow just sitting back and letting... A MJF and FTR and Sean Spears. It's old already. And especially Sean fuck 
fucking spears make Wardlow look like a dipshit. Like, yes, the AEW fans are going to lose their fucking minds when he finally turns. But to me, it, it is not going to be as powerful as a turn if he continues to look like a moron for the next month. Mm-hmm. Like, it has to happen What at the absolute latest at our evolution. It's but to the, me, um, it needs to happen sooner so that he has a match with one of them at our evolution. It's... How familiar are you with Ring of Honor? Circa 2010, 9, 8, 7? Yeah, ish. Mike. Yes. Wow, this does feel like we're with Ernest. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Mike. It's the Bobby Dempsey sweet and sour storyline. 100%. And you take, you take it too far. You take exactly it way too where long. You're going. Uh-huh. I mean, don't... Look, I, I'm not Ernest saying what's Ring of Honor. At least give me a little <laughs> bit. That's true. <laughs> For those of you that are at home that don't know this storyline, Bobby Dempsey was the lovable galoof that was the human punching bag for Sweet and Sour Entertainment, or International. Well, large, baby. He would have been a star in WWE by now. Mm-hmm. Cut and dry, let's be a little mm-hmm. um, So, basically, Sweeney was trying to get Dempsey to cut weight, so he was walking around in the Reynolds wrap uh, body suit, doing lunges and Watts and all that. And he was the punching bag for Sweet and Sour. And eventually, he broke free from the grasp of one Larry Sweeney, but it took about six months too long. And by the time that he finally turned, we were like, that took fucking forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It felt pointless at that point. Yeah, I feel like they're getting near that point. So, like, and I mean, with, with our evolution being three and a half weeks away, um, Turn him next week, and do we get the Phil from Chicago MJF match, like the rematch at Evolution? Probably, because AEW, I feel like, can't help themselves at this point. Um, and I think it's hilarious how in in, in less than three years' time, they went from no rematches to multiple rematches. Mm-hmm. in multiple feuds and everybody's fine with it and that's fine and like even like last night and this i'm not trying to go down a full like crap on AEW ramp but like last night's first hour featured an opening talkie segment for like 20 minutes yeah a squash match a backstage interview another in-ring talkie segment a short men's match and then another talkie segment backstage and that that took you through the whole first hour. And I'm like, this is what WWE gets ripped for doing on Mondays and Fridays. But AEW is the place for wrestling. Yeah, that show didn't pick up until the tag match. You know, and then and then you had a you had a 22 minute match with you know Mox and Punk defeating what? Which, I love that match. The match was great. That match was excellent. Match was yeah. super fun. Um, I think it's, I think, I think it's, I think it's kind of cool ish that Mox and Punk won. But here's the thing. How many times do you see a thrown together tag team right. beat an established tag team on Monday or Friday? Right. And it's, this is the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. 
FTR's billed as the best tag team in the world, and they lost to two guys who have never tagged before, at least right. in your company. And then you had two women's matches thrown together in less than 10 minutes. Yeah, that was bad. And then you had the main event, which the main event was fine. I, I think they go to the blood well too much as well in AEW. But, like... Uh, for the record, you weren't upstairs yet, but I said Adam Page bleeds worse than Ric Flair in his WCW World Title runs. It's true. Yeah. And here's the thing: like, if 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 you present that formatted show on Monday or Friday, if if you if you if you hand that formatted show to a fan and don't put names of wrestlers in there or don't it's say WWE, and you hand it to a random wrestling fan, they're gonna go. Oh, great. This is this week's episode of Friday Night SmackDown. Yeah, 100%. But you know what's crazy, though? First two hours of Raw. But you know what's crazy, though? And I'm not kidding with this, right? Take out all of the names, mm-hmm. all of the wrestler names for the entire show. Take out all of the names. Yeah. And you're right. Put in the names of people from the Raw roster, and you have a Raw show. And people would be like, oh, this sucks. Or Absolutely. put in SmackDown wrestlers, you'd have the same thing. Go to the year 1999 and put in names from the ECW roster, and you've got yourself an ECW show also. That's true. Paul Heyman was booking the exact same shit, and people still look back on that like it was fucking the best thing that ever happened. Yeah, because it was not the mainstream. Yeah. That is the advantage that AEW gets, and and it's not fair, but it's the advantage that they continue to get that's just like, oh, you're different. And even though you're not, you're, you're right. actually you're, not you're different. Just not Vince McMahon. Right, you're just not Vince McMahon. Right, right, and that, yeah. That's 100%. what it's. You're not the guy who's been shoving this shit promotion down our throat. Yeah, you can shove us shit down our throat, but just because your name isn't Vince McMahon, we're just gonna think that it's great. Like, look at the end of the day, Black like, and Gold NXT was still owned by Vince McMahon, but yeah. they put out so much of a it's Triple H's product, it's Triple H's brand, right. yada, yada, yada. Think that that. Was, like Triple H was was fully right. Re- and don't get me wrong, I think Triple H and his team were given oh, yeah. the majority of the control. But level. it still was under Vince's, like it still was actually yeah. Vince McMahon's product. Vince McMahon was the one making money. <laughs> off of us buying fucking Enzo Amore t-shirts and all of that. Like, I, I used to argue. I used to argue with people. I was like, if you don't think that Vince McMahon has an idea of what is happening down there, right. you're out of your fucking mind. Exactly. You, you don't know how billionaires work. And we all literally, because it was the only thing that we had at that moment that yep. in our minds wasn't Vince McMahon. We literally took the guy that we all thought was the worst thing to ever happen in pro wrestling circa 2005 and suddenly all swore he was the greatest thing to ever happen to pro wrestling. Triple oh, yeah. H literally died for our sins. And do you remember, like, do you remember <laughs> it was probably about a year or so-ish before AEW, like, came to be? Uh-huh. There was like a, a a sector of wrestling fans that started turning it on Triple H because they felt like he was raiding the indies and yeah. they were trying to put the indie that Triple H was trying to put yes. the indies out of business. Yes. And that he was killing the indies. Yes. And now wrestling that same sector wants Shane McMahon and Triple H to open their own company. Yes. Compete, which I'm like, 
First off, if you think that's ever happening, right. you're an idiot. Right. And I have a beachfront property in Omaha, Nebraska. I will sell you for a great price. But like, I'm like, man, you, you guys really don't understand how businesses work, how money works. It's got the same thing with, with Tony Khan literally came out this week and said that he has people that aren't good enough to get re-signed. Yep. And he is totally fine with them sitting in catering, so to speak, collecting a paycheck until he doesn't keep them in the company. Yeah. How the hell is that any different? Yep. Then Vince McMahon and the WWE paying people to not be on TV. And then firing them. And then firing them, which when they fire them, that 90 days, they're getting paid out from their contract. Right. They're not sitting there not making money. Or they hold them until their contracts expire. And then and then they let them go. I mean, let's, let's look at it from this perspective. This is a guy who's come out and flat out asked for his release. Yeah. Ali. Yeah. Not releasing him. Right. Don't want him to go elsewhere. Still collecting a paycheck. Absolutely. Haven't seen Marco stunt in however long. Right. Can't get work anywhere else. Can't Marco get- stunt, Peter Avalon, the library. Like how many of those AEW originals are sitting around? Yeah. They can go out and they can probably work the indies if somebody will book them. Sure, but the thing is, is they were that good to begin but, with. But Vince not releasing Ali turns into everybody with a hashtag free Ali, right. like he's some Iraqi torture prisoner. Yeah and, yeah. and Tony Khan doing the exact same thing to guys that he's not using turns into well, at least he's not firing anybody. Right. Right. I, I fucking love that. I'm like, yes, he is. He's just not quote unquote firing them until the like wow firing them and letting their contracts expire without renewing is the same fucking thing. But no, it's, no, it's, Mike, I, it's I don't want you in my company. Mike just stumbled onto something though that I don't feel like we've ever realized, which is how hypocritical wrestling. I you know, I guess we all realize we've wrestling all fans are hypocritical. Yeah. Yes. But but in this scenario where they're literally like. Oh my God! You guys fired somebody instead of just continuing to pay them forever on their contract that they deserved and signing them for another twenty-year contract after that, so that they can just be employed for the rest of their lives without doing anything. How dare you? But oh wait, that guy wants to be fired, and you won't fire him. You're just going to continue paying him and keep him to his contract. How dare you? Well, and here's well, another here's another case yeah, in point. He's like, look at look at the Good Brothers. So the Good Brothers had reportedly signed for like five years. Right. With the WWE, they ended up getting fired in, in that first year of their new deal. So they got fired, had to wait 90 days, and then they could go work elsewhere. If WWE doesn't fire them, they're just going to be in the WWE for five more years. Yep. And and pissed off, not happy, blah, 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 whatever. Ask yep. for their release. Maybe they get granted. Maybe it doesn't. So, like, with some people, isn't firing them what they actually want? Like, right. And, yeah, like, the... I also compare the free Ali thing similar to, to like, remember last year when Chelsea Green was mad because WWE had the trademark on her name. And there was like a, a dispute about her getting her, like, tweeting, like, oh, you know, my real name's being held hostage. No, it fucking isn't. You signed a contract. 
Right. Like, yeah, if you don't know what you're doing, that's on you. Right. You as a grown adult sign on a legal piece of paper. Right. That WWE owns the name and likeness of Chelsea Green. Right. For, for such and such of time. Wasn't this the whole Dave Chappelle, like, Netflix thing Absolutely. a while ago? Where it's like, oh, my God, free his content. But, like, bitch, he signed the contract. Like, right. You know, like, and, and, I think it was Netflix. I think it was Comedy Central. Okay. Because I, I think it was Chappelle's show that that was the... the but it's even the Taylor Swift... Like, if you really want to read something fucking interesting as hell... Because I remember one day I was high, and I was thinking to myself... I was, I was thinking to myself, how is Taylor Swift not breaking copyright law by just re-recording all of these songs that have already existed? So I Googled it, and it turns out she's not breaking copyright law. She's actually following the law because the contracts that she signed when she was younger and just trying to get out there gave the rights to her music to these companies that she signed with, which then got sold to these other companies, which basically then said, hey, every time you do one of these songs, you owe us money, you can't get paid for any of this stuff or whatever. But after a certain length of time, the rights for the music part, like, remain, the, the rights for the original recordings remain with them. But the rights to the music itself fall to the producers or the writers, which Taylor Swift is one of. So that's why at that point she's allowed to just re-record it and now has her own versions of the songs. But the original contract that she signed when she was like 19 years old, didn't know what the fuck she was doing. She gave away the farm. And you can't feel bad for her having done that because like, yeah, it kind of sucks that you did it when you were 19 years old and you didn't know what you were doing. But you still did it. Like you still signed the paper. You still made that commitment. And it sucks, but it is what it is. And, you know, unfortunately, it's like make better decisions sometimes. Which yeah. is, 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 is easier said than done because, like, you don't know what you're doing at that age. Facts. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I think especially especially with, with the way that things are shaking out in the whole I don't want to be here anymore, like, then she just let him go. Oh, yeah? yeah? Sure, he should. But Tony should do the same thing. Right. Not Absolutely. Hostage. Right. He like Tony. Tony has created this 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 weird like enigma in his mind that he wants to be so anti Vince. Yeah. That he's. I mean, but he's already walked back on it because it used to be like if you be like he presented things as if you're AEW, you're AEW for life. Right. And Matt now Cardona this called. he was in AEW for life. What's that? Matt Cardona called. He was not AEW for life. <laughs> right. He made an appearance in AEW. You know, and it, like with like the AEW originals and stuff. And now already it's you know some people if they're not good enough, you know. And he keeps keeps, keeps saying that. Like he said that with Big Swole. He's saying that with people that aren't going to be renewed now. It's like man, just let contracts expire. You don't have to tweet about it. It's totally fine. Right. You, right. can just, you don't have to talk about it in interviews. You can just let it happen. If you're just gonna, if you're gonna do this, just let it happen. It's fine. That's the one thing. This. That's the one thing. When Vince lets somebody go, there isn't like a yeah, that guy was a real dick backstage. Fuck yeah. him. Yeah, no. Like this guy doesn't know how to wrestle. I don't want him on my show anymore. Yeah, either they like, let their contracts quietly expire, or part ways, or it's a best of luck in your future endeavors. You know, or or he'll be straight up and honest and be like, hey, there, it was it was budget. 
cuts. And everyone can go, well, what the fuck? Budget cuts? Why the fuck is it budget cuts? Fuck them. They're making this much money. Let's not forget that they haven't ran a fucking house show in however long. Let's also not forget that, like, whether you like it or not, like, let's 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 just pretend here and let's pretend that we're super rich. Ooh, I like we, we have a spending budget of a million dollars a month. Mm-hmm. If you cancel Netflix, which is what, fifteen dollars a month. But you have a million dollars a month to spend, but you you cancel your Netflix subscription that by definition is literally a budget cut. Yeah. You can afford Netflix. Yeah. But if you're not using it, think about it. You can afford Netflix. Right. That's literally a budget cut. Right. So like. And if you're not using it, then why should you give Netflix your $15 a month? Exactly. And here's the like. and, And that's the other thing people don't realize. The probably the only people in this world, for the most part, who are cheaper with money than poor people are billionaires. Are billionaires. 100 percent. It's how they keep you don't become a billionaire by by, you know, just stupidly. spent. you know how many TV shows like are about the lottery ruined my life Uh because people end up going bankrupt after winning the lottery because they do stupid things. You don't hear a lot of like, I mean, it happens, but you, you like when people ascend to billionaire status, they usually end up staying there because they have, have earned that and they are smart with their money and smart with their business. And that's what a budget cut does. Exactly. And I couldn't agree more. There was, there was a movie a few years ago, well, probably like a decade ago. And I, I don't even know if it made it into theaters. I think I saw it at a film festival, but it was called IOUSA. And in it, at one point, they interviewed um, a millionaire. And one of the things that he was talking about was how he feels like people think that he should own, like, 50 pairs of jeans because he can afford to own 50 pairs of jeans. And this man was like, I own three pairs of jeans. Why do I need to own more than three pairs of jeans? Do you own more than three pairs of jeans? No, because you don't fucking need to own more than three pairs of jeans. Like, that's literally, he was like, yeah, I can afford to own 50. I can afford to own 500. But I only need three. Like, that's like at the end of the day, and like people really do get that in their head where it's like, oh, you've got the money, so you should. And it's like, but that's that's not how that works. Uh, Yeah, that's not how it works. No. (laughs) All right, speaking of how it works. No, just speaking of budget cuts and all this fun stuff, we're going to move on to my topic now where we're going to discuss – the second wave of what's to come. Um, so I'm going to go word association here with some guys that I think may eventually be on the chopping block. And we're going to, what we're going to do here is we're going to go with names that I think that could be cut shortly after WrestleMania or within a month or two after. So okay. just about a five month reign or a five month window. So I'm not going to look up and be like, well, what about Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford? Cause I don't think the street profits are getting cut in the next five months. Okay, gotcha. Two years from now, we may have a conversation about it. But five five months, I don't think that they're on the chopping block. So just going to reel it off. You tell me where you think this person ends up. And if it's AEW, if they potentially could hold the AEW world title. Okay. So if you you, hypothetically, I'm going to just, as an example, I'm going to go Akira Tozawa. 
obviously I'm going to, I think he would end up going back to Japan, mm. maybe, maybe new Japan in the junior division. Like I don't see him going to AEW and I don't see him winning the world title. If he ended up in AEW. Okay. Now, because, now if he goes to new Japan, you can just say new Japan and move on from it. You don't have to say he'll be in the, the, the light Got it. Okay. title classic. Okay. So, um, I guess I'm going to say, we'll start with Tozawa. Um, I think he ends up back in Japan, whether it's for pro wrestling Noah or new Japan. I, I just don't see him staying in North America if he's not part of the WWE roster. Yeah. I agree with you on that. I, if anything, God, his star has fallen so far. It like, has, because he, whenever he was in Dragon Gate, you would yeah, say and all that, like, he was a fucking... Maybe he ends up just back in Dragon Gate, is honestly even the thought that I have. Because, like, I, I don't know where else he even would make sense. Yeah, Japan. Um, This one is weird, because I think he could go to AEW and be a good acquisition for them, but he will not end up there because of what happened with his wife, and that is Cedric Alexander. Oh, interesting. Oh, shit. I don't think Cedric will go there because of what happened with Swole. But I think Cedric could be great in AEW. He'd be fantastic in AEW. Yeah, he ain't going to AEW. Impact, uh, Ring of Honor if they come back, Indies, definitely, definitely not AEW. That's a shame because he really would be fantastic there. This is one that I don't think they'll pull the trigger on, but for some reason, his name always kind of seems like floaty around here. Dolph Ziggler. I think Dolph Ziggler's going to be in WWE until he retires. I would feel that way, too. But he's just a guy that they almost seem like at one point they just have no idea what the fuck they're doing. I mean, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, I think he's I think I, I do think he's probably WWE for life. But if he would get released. I could definitely see him in AEW. Uh, he could get himself into the title picture. I don't he, know. He could be in the title picture. They could possibly put it on him, but I, I, I'll i say no on champion. Um, Otis. Not AEW. He feels like he's Impact, if anything. Yeah. I didn't say Impact. Impact. impact a, a game changer jumped in my head because I was just like, what's the biggest indie that's not Ring of Honor? Because I don't see him being in Ring of Honor. See, I could see him being in, in Ring of Honor. He's a collegiate wrestler. He might yeah, be able to Ring of Honor. True. All right, Terminus. I'm still oh, yeah. not fully sure what Ring of Honor is going to be, though. Uh, it's going to be Jonathan Gresham's Terminus fucking... Pretty much. Uh, this one is a name that I feel like I slam dunk would say that he's going back to Impact Wrestling. It's Dolph Ziggler's teammate, Robert Roode. Yeah, that's Impact. I, I could see him in AEW. I really could. But I've always, I've always been more on. Man, dude, like, he's what, 46? I, I feel like he's, and I mean, it sounds funny when you have, Christian, CM Punk, Sting, Daniel Bryan, Kenny Omega every week. But, like, Robert Roode is – he'll be 46 in May. I, I don't think he's AEW bound. I can see that being a, a deterrent from them bringing him in. Um, this is – this is to me – okay, this is right now through the Raw roster – 
this is the slam dunk that I think if he gets released that he's going to AEW, it could be a, in the title picture right away um, because they're going to fucking change his shitty ass name from T-Bar back to probably Donovan Dijakovic. Um, yeah, I can uh, see that. I think he would be a fucking slam dunk in AEW. I think he'd put himself right in the title picture. And I think him and Keith Lee would have bangers again like they did in Yeah, I can see that. Because um, that's a big dude that can fucking move. Yeah. And fly. Um, I think he's would be a slam dunk. I can see that. Hundred percent could see that. Absolutely. Yeah, a big guy on him, but I can still and see I can that. see that he's very much in play to get released. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Definitely AEW. Yeah. Probably not champion. Uh, women's division for the Raw brand. Uh, Dana Brooke. I still don't understand how she exists. Like in wrestling in general, that that woman. <laughs> She's had the longest accidental career. You know that meme where it's like... She should have been in NXT for a lot longer. I think she has potential. You know the meme where it's like Michael Sarah looks like he was never an actor. He just showed up on a set one day and accidentally ended up like having a career? Like That's what Dana Brooke feels like to me, honestly. I, I thought I thought she was... like. Here's the sad thing. I thought she was actually getting a little bit better in NXT, and then they called her up. And then, like, the pandemic happened, and I feel like training just went out the window. Um, I think she's better than she was. Um, I think if she gets released by WWE, I think she's done wrestling. I, I, I don't see her going anywhere, personally. I see her going to the doctor to get her lips fixed. <laughs> That's probably true. Uh, there's nobody else really on the Raw roster that I think is in the realm of being released from the women's division. Um, I mean, I don't think Tamina's getting released, and even if she does, I don't think she's going anywhere else. Yeah, no. That bitch old. She, she old. That bitch is so old, like, her dad wasn't even convicted of murder when he, her career started. I think she'll kill it wherever she goes, though. <laughs> I think that's the... All right, Chris Benoit. <laughs> um, this one, I think, is a slam dunk to end up in... Termius or Ring of Honor, whatever they are, uh, from the SmackDown roster, Drew Gulak. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. And he's got enough ties to AEW where I think he'd also possibly end up there. I feel like he would do like a match there, but he would end up like signing. He would end up being like Tony. I can Nese. see that. I can see that. Okay. Yeah, is Tony Nese already gone? He- ah! haven't seen from him. From AEW? I haven't seen I, him. I thought I read something last week that he's already been released or he's like or it was like a three-month it was they and here's what like i find such bullshit too like they like the claim is that they only signed him for three months i'm like you don't you don't do the blank and blank is all elite with the fucking graphic if it's a trial contract yeah you're not yeah you don't put that out for keith lee and then you you know it in three months his contract's up right um but that's what i heard that that it's basically like a three-month deal and he's not going to be renewed so like, why the fuck did you even bring him in? Stupid. Uh, let, let's talk about everybody's favorite WWE champion, the modern-day Maharaja. Don't hinder Jinder while he's swiping on Tinder. Jinder Mahal. Oh, man. That never going to be released by WWE. That means what happens first, Jinder gets released or Veer actually shows up on Raw? <laughs> I want Veer to, like, here's the thing. I, I want Veer at- released before any of that happens. I wanted Veer at the Rumble. I want Veer at Sands of Time. 
I want Veer, like, I want Veer on every pay-per-view. With the exception of Monday Night Raw. And just never show up on Raw. Well, you know, the sad part is if he were to get fired before ever actually showing up on Raw, like, you have to have him show up on AEW. Like, you just, you have to troll. Oh my god, absolutely. If you have contracts fired, he gets fired. He's definitely, but Jinder, um, he was in Impact once, right? No. I don't think so. Was he ever anywhere else? Looking, hold on. I don't feel like he was. I don't know why I thought he was somewhere else before. Nope. I don't think so. Okay. Um, when he got released, he worked the indies with like reality of wrestling and all star wrestling. I don't know why I thought uh, he had- never he never worked. Uh, Impact is a good is a good spot though. Forties, isn't he? Uh, he is currently the tender age. See what I did there? Yes, of thirty five. His nose is like forty two. I would have thought he was in his. I literally thought he was in his forties. Um, I I don't see AEW. I see Impact. If anything, yeah. Um, you have a hard time feeling like with, especially with the way they've expanded into like India and stuff. I have a hard time seeing them releasing him. That's my thing. Yeah, sure. Uh, this one, you need to listen to this one because it's going to be very opinion, or not really opinionated, but I think it'd be the same reason why for this person that you just mentioned for Jinder Hall, Jinder Hall, that is Madcap Mansoor. Not Madcap Moss. Madcap Mansoor. Not, not Peacock Pass? No. That's what I call Mad Cat Mom. I did it again. Um, yeah, I yeah, I have a hard. First off, I have a hard time believing they'd actually release him. Same. Um, he, he is at the tender age of twenty six. So, but if they lying, I I feel like he would end up in like New Japan. Yeah, I could see him something, like yeah, something overseas. Something overseas. I don't think he ends up anywhere. I don't think he's here. good enough even for that though. Buddy, put him in New Japan Strong and let him earn his way up. Like, okay, I can see him Carl in New Japan Frederson Strong and all those. Guys. I think, I think he's he's super strong. talented, super talented, and there's a lot of potential there. I don't know if it's WWE potential, sadly. Um, in Maven, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't I, I don't think I don't see AEW. I don't see Impact. I don't see Ring of Honor. Yeah, I think you're you're looking New Japan, or if he get, goes back, I don't know if there's a wrestling scene in India or over. In the Middle East, but like I could see that. Uh, last one that I want to talk about from the men's roster, uh, from the SmackDown side, everybody's favorite fucking asshole, Ricochet. Oh, AEW in a heartbeat. Absolutely AEW. No champion, but definitely AEW. Yeah. I just want to see him get super kicked by the Young Bucks with thumbtacks on their shoes again. I think he would have a chance of seeing that. A dick. Uh, I'm not going to say anybody from the SmackDown women's roster gets released because I think there's only like seven of them. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Uh, obviously, not I don't think Oscar or Bailey. Interesting name who are here who is currently unassigned to a roster. That is Elias. I. What fuck happened to him? Like they killed him and then the, there's nothing happened. I, the only way he he works in AEW is if he's doing the gimmick. He's got like he's someone who he can never do anything but the gimmicks, middle of the ring, spotlight, playing the guitar. Like yeah. that's how you get him over. The, the funny thing is actually what you don't realize is is the 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 vignette when they showed a a 
gravestone, they actually did just murder him. The WWE actually <laughs> killed him and buried him. I, I, blame, Jackson, actually, I, I blame Jackson Riker for that. We, we don't, we don't actually realize that, that Elias is dead. Um, how can you blame Jackson Riker? Elias wasn't even black. Oh. That's, who, that's who he was last associated with. Um, you know who was black in that feud, though? Almost. Oh man, it's true. Um, oh, yeah, I feel like you could. I feel like you could call Elias like the Drifter in in AW. And I would love for, and this is long term storytelling, and I, it, it's going to be too long for it to actually happen. If this doesn't end with Jeff Jarrett and Elias in a ring. Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, you, you kind of underclipped it, but Jeff Jarrett stays in Game Changer yeah. as the last outlaw and eventually brings in the Drifter as his tag partner. I can see that. To battle against good. the Briscoes. That's so goddamn good. Or EAW brings in Sale. Yeah. S-A-I-L-E. <laughs> Elias backwards. Sale. Oh my god, can his, can his partner be Relic? Walk, oh, walk. What? His name Alex. was Killer, spelled backwards. Walk with Sael. <laughs> Alright, let's go to the Stroll, AW. Stroll then. with Sael. I'm pretty sure that's a depression medication. Jesus, see Alice. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's talk about the NXT roster real quick. We'll, we'll, we'll rip through them real quick. Uh, Cameron Grimes, if he doesn't. Impact. Yeah, I, I think like, I think he ends up in AEW because he's friends with the Bucks. I can see him like ending up in AEW, but I don't think true. that I think he would get lost in the shuffle. That's true. Yeah, He'd immediately go into like the TNT title picture. Yeah, nothing more than that. Um, this one is one that I want to see get called up to the main roster because he's kind of lost now that the way has been has been taken from him. That's Dexter Loomis. Impact. Back to Impact. Yeah, I never got behind him that much. Like, the I, I like became, I like what he's doing with the indie Hartwell and and the fact that he became so big in Impact, like he is someone who like you kind of just go back. I, I loved what they did around like the Halloween stuff with him and Cameron Grimes. I loved the 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 wedding, the indie wedding. But like, I feel like that's that's your peak. Hear me out here, though. I can see him fitting in with whatever the fuck EC3 is doing out there on the indie scene it's right now. Like, like, yeah. So like, Insurrection faction? Right. Yeah, that one. They're actually having a show the day before the... They're having their own show? They have two shows lined up. They have one on Thursday of WrestleMania weekend. Uh-huh. And they have one the Saturday before the uh, Revolution pay-per-view in Orlando. Interesting. I saw something on it. On That's the really page. interesting, actually. Um, let's go with, uh, Kushida. I mean, New Japan. He's got to go back home. And he's, he looks so lost outside of New Japan. Yeah. Um, I mean, we think LA Knight's going to go up to the main roster if not. So we'll, we'll just skip him. Um, here's the thing. If, If he gets gone, I think he's back in like NWA. I think, I think Impact scoops him back up. Potentially. Yeah. Uh, this one, this one's a shocking one that I that I would like to see your guys' opinion. The obvious sign is here that he ends up in AEW, but it's Roger Strong. Yeah, there's no way he doesn't end up in AEW. Oh, absolutely AEW. Yeah. Don't think he ends up back home in Ring of Honor. No, 
Only because of all the connections he has to the people in AEW. And Tony Khan can't res- can't help himself. He'll overspend for Roderick Strong. Exactly. Um, there really isn't anybody on the women's roster that I that I would say that we're at. I mean, I don't think they're releasing Dakota Kai. I don't think they're releasing Raquel Gonzalez. Even Casey Cantanzaro and Caden Carter aren't aren't really on the no the release thing. I think they're kind of in a holding pattern with the NXT Women's Division. So it kind of makes up most of it because I don't think any of the UK guys if they got released would be going to anywhere except for UK promotions. So I think that's a it's a pretty solid uh run through of the guys who could be released in the next five to six months. Yeah, I like that. I, that was a. Uh, I mean Austin Theory. Okay, hold on. I always want to touch on Austin Theory. If they if they take the title off of Shinsuke, in a hypothetical world, world, okay. does he end up in AEW or does he go back to Japan? Japan. Japan. I think I think at his age, it it it, it he goes back one final good run in Japan and and then yeah, hired. I I like I I don't. I mean, unless you want to do one, I mean, and here's the thing, you kind of have the forbidden doer with, uh, New Japan stuff right now. So, uh, you, even if he goes to Japan, I think he could do a match with Kenny if you want to. I'm saying, I think you can almost send Kenny to Japan and have him wrestle yeah. Shinsuke on a, on a New Japan show. Yeah, that's true. Cause we haven't seen them go the other way yet. That's what I'm saying. I think eventually you're going to have to send somebody to Japan. I just don't know who. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, all right, let's go, uh, Let's go to the wrestlers of the week um, for this week. We, I don't know, you obviously listen to the show, but for those of you at home, first time listening to the show because you came from Three Count, uh, we kind of do something similar to what the guys do over at Three Count. We actually changed our format from what they're doing to our new format, which is a 20. We felt bad that we were just ripping them off. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, we changed it from a three man every week, and then we just do total points. We've now changed it to nine people get nominated, and then we do a top 25 power ranking at the end of the month. For those of you that did not listen, um, currently the top five, Brock Lesnar, Sammy Guevara, Braun Beaker, Kazushka Okada, and Jurassic Express in that order. Um, so currently nominated for the month of February from the Royal Rumble week, uh, Becky Lynch, Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, Daniel Garcia, the Briscoe Brothers, Veer. MJF, Ronda Rousey, and Austin Theory. Uh, we'll let Jim pick all three of his first because his wrestlers of the week for his show will probably be the same that he's going to use here. Rather than trying to make him think at 12.15 in the morning, try to make this as easy as possible. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. We're, oh, we're... want to go draft format? Yeah, we'll go draft format. I'm, all I'm... right, I will give you the honors of the number one overall selection, though, because you are the guest. Um, I will go with the man who made his AEW de- debut last night. Uh, got married this past weekend. Um, and 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 helped give AEW um what is their biggest rating number since September, and that is Keith Lee. Baskin Robbins in his glory. Baskin Robbins in his glory. Hell yeah. Uh, Joe, would you like to take the floor? Uh, I'm gonna go with your favorite Latino sex god in mine, Sammy Guevara, for successfully defending the TNT TV title on um, Friday. I will take 
the guy that I had number one in my rankings this week on the three count show. Give me the current AEW world champion, the hangman, Adam Page. So we'll go back to Jim. I will go uh, with the guy who was number two on my list, uh, my own personal list uh, this week. And that is the, um, the new impact digital champion, Matt Cardona. Joseph, did you just say Ricky Starks? I have not yet. Yay, I'm stealing Ricky Starks. <laughs> Great match, beating Jay Lethal. I watched Rampage, no, as you, you can tell. No, you didn't. I totally did. On Monday, I did. On Tuesday, at work. Uh, this guy won a AEW, or excuse me, a U.S. title contender match on Raw on Monday night. Give me the phenomenal AJ Styles. That's a good one. That is a good one. And I got to find the reason why. Uh, my number three, and it's very simple. Uh, we have begun adopting this phrase internally with the three count guys um, because he never loses. This is part of the reason why he never loses. I'll go Mike the Miz. There you go. The funny thing is, tell tell Joe that story, though, about Ernest not knowing who that was. So, because, like, Ernest will always bring up the fact that, like, I love Carmella, which I do. Don't get me wrong. Um, So, let me, I I send that picture to Ernest, and he just responds, Brit? With a question mark? And, like, not only was I sad for him. My, my my penis was sad for him that he could see that picture and think it was Baker. So I I texted him and Mike together and I said, Ernest, don't say anything. Mike, who is this? And within seconds, Maurice. Right. And I just said, thank you. <laughs> that's that's just sad. Yes. Uh, we we have said like you know when when. Miz and Maurice lost at Royal Rumble. Miz wins. Miz always wins. So he's my number three. Joe, your final selection. Did anyone say Adam Page? I did. You said Hangman? Yeah, I took him with my first pick. Damn. Well, are we allowed to nominate tag teams? Sure. Are we allowed to nominate tag teams that aren't normally tag teams? Sure. I mean, fucking, they literally beat, like, one of the best tag teams in a fucking banger just, of a match. Just, just know that they'll be 35th on my power ranking. That's okay. It's, it's Punk and Moxley. Uh, last but certainly not least, uh, she retained the NXT women's title on Tuesday night's episode of NXT. Give me the Iona alum. Give me Mandy Rose. I like that. Joe's, like- Joe's, Joe's alma mater. Yes. Um, now, now, Joe, is 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 she one that you would look at and and like you would get it? Like, you no, would... her face is like a little too fake for me. Mm. She does that thing that women do when they're modeling, where they put on this look on their face, where it's like, but who farted? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is that sexy? 
do you want to walk in the room and your girl looks at you like like turns her head over her shoulder and it's just like who why farted? Did you, why did you shit yourself? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, is that it, the fantasy? I mean, I feel like I could deal with that if I'm walking in and Mandy Rose is in my living room all the time. I feel like I could deal with. I mean that 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 photo doesn't have the. No, that's a, that that's that's a that's a face though. That's not a normal person. Oh no, yeah, no, that's a kissy face. The image. That that wasn't a kissy face. That was definitely a. Oh, like, that's not cute either. Though. But I would. But that that's more what you're gonna get. And that and that I can live with more than who shit in my fucking floor face. <laughs> yes, fair. So that that like like this one like the oh my god who just dropped a deuce on my carpet. <laughs> that, that's the who just dropped a deuce on my carpet face. That's the who just dropped a deuce on my carpet. Face. Yeah, you know you're right. You're what right. Fuck man, who just shit on my carpet? Like what the fuck is wrong with you? When like that that is someone took a dookie in the pool. Exactly. That was that face right shit there. In my pool. Well, thanks, Joe. You ruined Mandy Rose for me. <laughs> See, but that face isn't isn't poop in the poop poop on the floor face. It's okay. But, it's okay. I've I've discovered Persia Pirata this evening, so <laughs> so the world the world has found balance. Glad 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 we could be of assistance. The like, world has found you balance. You want that face more than you do the shit on your. She looks like Alexa Bliss in that. That is, is. Alexa. That is oh, Alexa. that's Alexa Bliss. <laughs> I literally go. I literally go. Oh. You want that face more than you do the shit on the carpet face? And she goes, "It was a lot like Alexa Bliss." Gee, I wonder why. See, Alexa Bliss, I get. Alexa Bliss is cute. Absolutely. Um, do you, did now, do we, with, with Alexa Bliss and this, the shrink, is, is she coming back as the goddess, do you think? I don't, I think that I she's so. going to have split personality. Or is it like something new? So is it like a new? I think she comes back as the goddess, but I think it's one of those things where like, like, they'll break it out when they need to. I think worse. I think there will be like, she's walking and like the lights will flicker. And like she'll just oh, have like the, the, the fucking chill down her spine, or like the fiend is trying to come back out from her, and like she's trying to fight the inner battle, and like eventually like she'll tap into it when she needs to, like she won't tap so, into. So it. her her um alter is almost gonna it's it's she's, she's gonna be like her demon, like her demon battle. Yeah, correct. I'm fine. But with I think- but Finn taps into his when he needs to. She'll I think, have no control. I think, her, her. I think it's just going to, it's like she's having a match and like she's winning or whatever. And then like for some reason something happens and she just like flips out. And she's got to fight that inner battle. And I think that's going to be at least for the first couple months. She may eventually beat it and we go back to her being the goddess and walking it around. Work. It could work. She's I'm I'm all in, on all. <laughs> this is going to sound really. I'm on all things Alexa Bliss. <laughs> Like I've 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 loved her since the since the start. I I think she's great. Sparkle splash, buddy. Sparkle splash. Sparkle splash. On that note, um, all right, Jim, plug some stuff before we get out of here. Like, yeah, of course. Uh, three count Thursday. Uh, it's me and the crew Thursday nights, eight o'clock on our uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, just go to threecountthursday.com. Uh, there you'll find social media links, merchandise, um, YouTube, all of that. Everything's there. Link tree on all of our social medias. Hit those. Uh, you can also catch me on Huddle a Podcast. Um, it is on Tuesday nights now with Super Bowl coming to, you know, and football season coming to an end. Uh, we're going to kind of transition to like an off season mode. 
So we might do an episode every other week or so. And, and I think what we're going to do for the off season is we're just going to kind of tackle a topic at a time. Um, and just different things like maybe it's, you know, who was the best quarterback in the nineties, you know, and, or just different sorts of things like that. Tackle one topic in and out nice and easy. Um, so subscribe over there at Huddle Podcast on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Linktree will get you to the merchandise. And, and all, both shows are on all podcast platforms. You can follow me at Big Jim Sports. Um, I may also refire up the other podcast I was doing, um, but uh, I won't plug that yet because I'm not sure if I'm actually relaunching it. So, uh, which one that was? The Discussions with a Nobody. Oh. It, was basically, it was basically like everything else. Cause I was like, I had sports, I had wrestling, and I'm like, what if I want to talk about something else? Um, but I haven't, I haven't totally, I kind of let that slide for a while cause I had to focus on like being an adult. Um, yeah. so, um, maybe I'll relaunch it, uh, with the huddle up off season and, and, you know, find something there. But yeah, follow me at Big Jim Sports. I'm sure I'll be dropping back here from time to time as well. Uh, you got anything you want to plug before we, uh, kick rocks? I don't know. Follow my porn career. Alonzo Diaz. Yep. Uh-huh. I mean, he's, he's plugging in the book. Yes, I he am. Fourth career, right? He gave me little boxes I had to stand on top of. I still feel like your poor name should have been Punishment Martinez. But I <laughs> um, you can follow me at They Call Me Burn. Follow the show at Take the Number Three Wrestling. Um, if you want, I was on the show with Three Count tonight. I'll probably be popping on back and forth with them because if anything proved that tonight's show may have been one of the funniest fucking shows I've ever been a part of. If, you, if you've never checked out Three Count Thursday, please check out this week's. It might be a good episode. I'll, I'll, I will hit the spoiler button here of Wombat shit. Um, it may be one of the funniest parts I've ever oh fucking been a part of. My God. So I'll, I'll keep an ear out. I might be back on there uh, as I still have the rights to Tim's picks if he's not doing trivia for them. Um, other than that, uh, Ernest, you can follow him at EJ Christian Seven if you want to follow a sack of tools. Uh, that's up to you. Um, other than that, um, and then it's gonna do it. Uh, go Bengals this weekend. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully next time you guys talk to me, I'll be able to say that I am the proud fan of a team that's holding a Lombardi Trophy. I hope I hope that more than anything else. Yeah. So uh, thank you guys again for uh, listening. Uh, like, subscribe, follow, do all that fun stuff. We will be back next week where we will talk about some other shenanigans and all that fun stuff right here on the Take Three Wrestling Podcast. Do-do.